0: Sometimes the greatest thing we can do is think on purpose. I love it. Uh, and I love that Sarah's in the room today. If y'all don't know Sarah, Sarah, wave your hands. Hey. She's one of our dearly loved friend for eight years now. And we've been doing creative work for, with her for a while. But it's fun to have her in the room because she helps us cultivate the the sermon series and the one-liners and the things that help really elevate the definition. So can you just give it up for Sarah for rocking it out every week? It's just fun to have you in the room today. You're like, I wrote that line. Yeah, that's good. But sometimes, I love this line, sometimes the greatest thing we can do is think on purpose. How many know we have a lot of things that are pulling for our thoughts and a lot of things that are trying to define how we think We have all the agendas, all the strategies, all the marketing, all the things that are trying to pull for our thoughts. And so one of the greatest, most strong, purpose-filled thing is that you can take captive your thoughts. Make them obedient to Christ. And that's why even Paul said, even the world he lived in, which was before all the stuff that we got going on, the chaos that we're living in. But even before that, in the world that he was in, he said, I take my thoughts captive because they are wild. My thoughts want to go here and there and everywhere, and that's why anxiety is so rampant. That's why depression's all around. It's uh, thoughts are everywhere. And so one of the, the, the greatest things we can do as we start this series is just to think, how can we purposefully think? How can we take captive our thought and make them obedient to what Christ wants to do? How do we Quiet the noise and turn up the peace. Anybody want to turn up the peace in your life? (laughs) Quiet the noise. Shut some things down. There, There are some switches you need to switch off, my friend. This is going to be a season where you're going to have to make a decision. Do you want noise to fill the awkward voids and maybe some things you don't want to face? How many have ever had that where you don't want to face the silence? Silence is scary because all of a sudden you have to face who you are and the things that you're really thinking. And the things that that maybe made you who you are today and the things you try to hide behind. But sometimes we need to switch off the noise so that the Lord can turn up the peace in our life. So that we can allow the Prince of Peace to come in and speak to us. Quiet the noise. Jump into what God has. And I love this line too because our actions always start with how we think. Your actions Tomorrow will start with how you think today. Your future will be defined with your thought process today. How you walk into tomorrow directly is connected to our thoughts. And so it's so important that we make mental peace a priority. That we take our thoughts, captive, to make them obedient to Christ. Um, and, I, and I love it because we're going to help write the soundtrack of our life. Because it starts from within, amen? So I want to look today, we're at week one. And I want to entitle today, if you're taking notes, and I encourage you to, because the Lord just speaks so direct, and there's going to be things I don't say that the Lord does, and you need to write it down, because he's going to define some things for you. But today I want to entitle it, help me, Disturbed, But Not Destroyed. Come on, somebody help me with the title, say, I'm disturbed, but not destroyed. How many have ever felt disturbed in your, in your flow? How many have ever felt that there was an interruption in the flow? I want to talk today about how do we handle the disturbances? How do we handle the moments when our flow gets disrupted and there's disruption in our season? There's disruption in uh, the way that we're trying to live out what God wants us to do. And just so you know, our heart um, in this series is that we don't take away the hard things and we don't pray away the storms. My agenda with this, if we could, my heart's cry, my prayer, is that we have the ability to weather hard times. Because mental peace isn't that all things are good, right? Right? We see this with Jesus and the disciples in the boat, right? The storm's all around, the chaos is going on. Jesus was in perfect peace in that moment of the storm. And that's that's my prayer with this, is that as we dive into making mental peace a priority, that no matter what hard times come your way, no matter what storms try to take down your home, no matter what things try to take away your peace, you have the ability to withstand the storm, to stand strong in what God has for you. Depending on God, but not waiting on him to fix us. All right, 2 Timothy chapter one, let's dive in. We're gonna read verse number seven. I've been Ivy, but I gotta read it out of the King James because it's so good. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love And of a sound mind. Come on, somebody say sound mind. Now this word sound, this this phrase sound mind is literally taken from the Greek word sophrenio, which is a compound word. All right, let's get to the nitty gritty real quick here. It's combining the word sadzo and phronio. The Greek word sadzo literally means to be saved or delivered. okay. It suggests that something is delivered, rescued, revived, salvaged, and protected, and is now safe and secure. And so what Timothy is saying is this. Number one, the first part is this. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of sound mind. To be saved, to be secure, to be in a safe place, and protected. Isn't that good news? Now, the second part of this word, it means... It refers to the part of the human mind, including all the processes that are engaged in making the mind function and come to conclusions. So you have two parts of this word that he's saying, I'm giving you a sound mind. He's literally saying, I have redeemed and rescued and saved you and placed you in a place that is secure. And then on the other part of it, I've given you a mind now to make decisions that count. A sound mind to be safe and secure in who he is and also walk in what he's given you the ability to do. There's two parts. The Lord saving us and then us walking in that security of who he is. A sound mind doesn't mean the Lord just takes away all the temptation and all the bad and all the storms. No, he says, I have given you that rescue. I've taken you out of the place of being in a crazy place. The, the Bible even says in the Psalms that he causes our foot not to stumble, right? He puts a path underneath us. He says, the righteous man, are, the, his steps are ordered of the Lord, right? It's all these things of saying, I'm keeping you safe and secure if you'll walk in my will. I keep you safe and secure if you'll receive what I give you. The world gives you fear. I will give you love, power, a sound mind, safety and security. But then he said, then I give you even more than just safety and security. I don't just lock you in a room and say, okay, you're safe, kids. Just stay in there and the the devil won't get you. No, he says, I've saved you because I want to release you. He says, I want to save you, bring you to a place of safety, of mental peace, so that you can walk in freedom and allow freedom to take over your environments. A sound mind to be able to walk in perfect peace, in power, and in love. I love, I love this because when Paul defines this for Timothy, Timothy is a young leader, and so he's trying to navigate what leadership is. How many have been placed in leadership you feel like before the time that you're ready for it? <laughs> okay. I got my hand up. I remember when I first stepped into leadership and I was like, oh, the buck stops at me. Like, I, I, need, to, I need to be careful because he was talking to Timothy. He was saying, hey, listen, just because you don't feel it doesn't mean the Lord hasn't prepared you. Just because you feel inadequate doesn't mean the Lord already didn't place everything you needed inside where you can't see it yet. <laughs> There's things that you can't see yet that the Lord has already put inside of you. Because the Bible says that even in the womb, he was knitting you together. What does that mean? The Lord placed things inside it before you were even born. You're gonna, you're gonna investigate and find later. And a lot of times you're gonna find in the hardest seasons of your life. The biggest challenges bring the biggest diamonds. The biggest, uh, how does a diamond made, right? It's the, it's the compression, right? Isn't that how it's made? I'm not a science guy, but I, I watched Bill and I, the science guy, a couple times when I was little. Diamonds are made by the, ugh, the compression and the biggest compression make the greatest diamonds. And I think sometimes we, we're afraid of the hard and the challenge. When Lord Lord's saying, hey, listen, I didn't give you a spirit of fear so you run from the storm. I gave you all you need so you can run towards the storm. Because you're holding the hand of the peacemaker. If the disciples knew, hey, Jesus is the one who just speaks to the waves. In fact, when Jesus got up from his nap and rubbed the sleepers out of his eyes, what are you guys doing? He's like, well, you have little faith. In other words, you could have done this. Why would you wake me up? I could have stayed sleeping. The Lord gives us the ability to walk in with power and love and a sound mind, and I, I love that. No matter what we face, we can be disturbed. There's a pattern, and we have a bunch of sound objects up here. I love, I love sound. I love studio. Ah, I used to have a studio back in our uh, old house in Oxford. We converted the entire basement to a we had vocal booths and a mixing room. And now the Lord blessed us with this space. So now we have free studios. It's like, the Lord is good, amen? He always restores. What I thought I had to give up, I actually multiplied. <laughs> I love God. But you think of sound waves, and I love this picture because we got the headphones on. And the headphones really... When you put headphones on or AirPods, and we live in a world of AirPods now, right? Like everybody's got headphones on at all times, you know, especially in Philly. I feel like everybody's walking down the road with like headphones on and kind of have to be like, hi, you know, but when you got headphones on, you are, you are surrendering your mental capacity to what is being fed. And I think when you think of sound waves, you think of a flow. It's a wave of sound, right? And when you break down actually how sound works, it's waves that are in the air, right? And, and why sometimes when you're in a space that doesn't have carpet or textiles or anything in the room, you'll get bouncing. Why? Because the sound waves are just bouncing. They're flowing. They're things. And a lot of times in life, we'll have waves and soundtracks and things going on in our life that are flowing. Ups and downs and highs and lows and all the things. And there's these moments where there's a disturbance in the wave. And your disturbance, you know, everybody's story is unique and different. Some could be the hurt of a loved one that hurt you, abandoned you, abused you. Someone in your family or someone that you love made a mark in your life that caused the disturbance in how you were growing and living and loving or some of you had maybe maybe it's a job thing because I know security is a big thing. You know you think of Maslow's law, and it's like safety and feeding, right? Oh, shelter and security. So a lot of times when the thing that is feeding those things—food, safety, security—is gone, a job changes or or money is all 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 of a sudden not available as as it was. That could be a disturbance in your flow, and what you thought was now is not. And so we all have these different disturbances. Maybe, maybe some of you had a, a marriage that, that fell apart. You're like, what happened? And what you stood at the altar to say, I do, now is no longer. And all of a sudden, there's a disturbance in your story. There's something that marked your timeline, your sound waves. So what I want to talk about today is how do we have the disturbances, because they're going to happen, have the times when, when things don't flow like they always do, but how do we not be destroyed? in those moments because it's easy, it's easy to feel like you're destroyed in the moment. I want to look at Proverbs chapter 23. I love this scripture. Proverbs chapter 23 of verse seven. It's really short. And again, I'm going to read out of the King James version. So it might be a little different than what you're reading. Says, so for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. I think sometimes we overlook the power of our thoughts. I know I do. A lot of times I can let thoughts kind of run wild and feel a little overwhelmed by whatever it is. And It might be the littlest thing, but it takes me to crazy places. And I'm like, Ugh! I feel like I'm spinning. And when you think about this, that your mind literally leads who you are, how you love what you have to give. The the Proverbs breaks it down as like your mind is literally creating who you are. I want to talk about this in in following weeks because I want to open up the the mind-brain connection, how incredible it is, and how we can literally create our sub-thoughts and our brain space but I think it's so interesting to think that your thoughts make up who you are. And when you lock onto what the Lord's speaking over you, it's so powerful when you not only hear his word over you, but you start to receive it and you start to walk in it. It's one thing to hear you're loved by God, right? It's one thing to come to church even and and hear these things. The Lord is good, he does miracles, But until it's affecting your life and you don't feel loved, then it means nothing. And your mind can actually, you can come in and hear all these things, but think totally different thoughts. Be like, oh, that's good for the pastor. Oh, that's good for all the other people. Oh, that's good for everybody else but me. And until you receive it, there's power when you receive the word of the Lord over you when you receive that the Lord loves me, I am a son and daughter. One of my declarations over myself every morning is this. I am a son of my heavenly father and he has chosen me. That's how I started off. Because I have to remind myself, it gets me every time. In a world that we choose who we love and love is conditional. Right, You hurt me, it's like, all right, I'm out, peace out. I've had a lot of that in my life. I've had people come and go, people come and go. And I have to remind myself daily, the Lord, he's my father and he chose me. That's powerful. (laughs) Sorry, that's powerful. When you receive that, you're like, wow, I am chosen by God then all of a sudden now I walk differently. Now I don't need your acceptance. Why? I already have his. (laughs) So I receive. So in my mind, I thinketh, I am a son and I am chosen. And therefore I am a son and I am chosen. Does that make sense? It's one thing to hear I'm loved by God. But when you receive, I am loved by God. Now, as you think I am loved by God, now you are loved by God. I'm forgiven by the King. I no longer have to live in the shame and regret of what I did yesterday. So now, as I think I am forgiven, now I am walking in forgiveness. As I receive what the Lord did for me, now I am walking in the things that the Lord has declared over my life. It's receiving the word. He says that, that as man thinks, so he is. As he thinks and he ponders and he repeats and repeats and repeats these words and declarations and things. That's why music is so powerful. Can I go here for a second? I'm sound like an old man, okay? So forgive me. Music is so powerful, and a lot of people don't realize that and play whatever comes on the radio. And you just allow these things to speak over you. And it's these, what is it? I don't even know. It's the, all things, right? Sex, drugs, money, love. All the things. And it's just speak and speak and speak. And what you don't realize is that when you start to repeat and you start to get it in your heart and you start to memorize and repeat those words so as a man thinks, there he is. So he walks in what he thinks. And that's why movies, music, the things you scroll, the things you read, the things you dive deeper into is so important. I can't stress how important it is. Because the more things that get inside your mind and start to engage in your thoughts, and you don't even know it. But now your patterns are different. The way you think is different. Have you ever watched movies and now all of a sudden you just want to like, I remember I used to watch Fast and Furious when I first got my license. Oh my goodness. I wanted to go outside and do donuts. I was like, is it raining? All right, let's squeal them tires. You know, I was like, ready to go. And it's crazy what we allow in now all of a sudden takes over our world. And all I'm saying is this, we have to be careful with what we engage with because what we engage with becomes our mental state. And what our mental state is becomes who we are. You might say, I'll pass that so old school. That's fine. You can leave it at there. But I will tell you this, that so as a man thinks, so he is. We're navigating this whole new world with Zion and the Xbox and all the stuff. Dad, can I download this game? And Dad, can I do this game? And It's hard as a parent. <laughs> Navigate all these things that are coming. You're looking it up online, trying to do the reviews, trying to figure it out, trying to be a smart parent. Anybody else being a smart parent, trying to? But it's so important that we, we guard our hearts and we guard our minds. It's so important because if it gets in, it becomes a part. Ooh, that's a good point. If it gets in, and we have gates to keep it out, but if it gets in, it becomes a part. starts to grow things, starts to grow thoughts, starts to grow patterns. And I think about this too, when when we lock into the words of God and we lock into the power of Christ in our life, it transforms the way we see our situation and how we can handle it all depends on how we see ourselves. I got this mirror up here. And how I think about it is this pull us back. Can you all see this? This mirror kind of represents like our heart and how we see ourselves. And we all start here, right? In in our days, get ready, look in the mirror. Some of us have two mirrors. I try to do the two mirror thing so I don't have like weird stuff happening in the back. You know what I mean? You have a mirror and you start out your day and, it's the things that are declared over us and that we allow in that start to become a part of the makeup of who we are. So we say things to each other. And that's why even core values are important in a home. Because if you don't have core values leading you, if you don't have any values leading the way you talk to one another or the way that you handle or treat one another, then anything flies. You have to guard that space, but. If you don't, you know, you can have, you know, I don't know, hate. You can have uh, negativity. That's another one. Sometimes we even hear, you know, things when we're a child. You're so ugly. Uh, For me, it was four eyes. I was called as a kid. why it's kind of hard for me to wear glasses these days still as a 38 year old. A lot of things can even stem back to um, our home life and maybe not feeling rich enough or well off enough or smart enough because of your dad or your mom or you're just like your, you name it. We have all these things. And now what happens is when these things get in and we allow them to get in our thoughts and get in our minds, now look, we look through a filter through all those things. How many feel like this sometimes when you're looking in the mirror and you're like, oh, my past. And another thing, failure, right? Failure is a big one. We start to be defined by our, I can't spell today, I can't spell any day. Let's just be real. (laughs) KR knows I spell principles so wrong every time. She's like, the principles, your pal, principal, principal. And I'm spelling it like principle, like the word of God is principles for our lives. So forgive me, I cannot spell. That That was another one for me though. I didn't feel smart enough. I felt like it wasn't enough because I was homeschooled. So I didn't have real schooling. You, you fill in the blank with your story, right? We all have things that start to define how we see ourselves. And this is where just being disturbed can destroy us, whether we know it or not. And then we start listening to things like, like, like all the, the messages of the world, right? Telling us how we should handle it and how we deserve this and how we la 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 I mean you fill in the blank with all these messages that we receive and then we have this thought of you know what I do deserve more and you start being ungrateful for where you are ungrateful for who you're with and she should treat me like this and he should whatever and now you're walking into this life with a totally fractured view on who you are and our one of our core values here at change is healthy families help hurting families. Tell me, no. know when you're hurting, it's hard to help people. When you're broken, and not that we don't go through these, these seasons where it's hard, the, the Lord helps us through them, right? It's a part of life. But when you find the peacemaker, when you start to receive who you are from him, then it's like you can handle any storm. You can come in because you're a healthy person going through disturbances. This is what the Lord wants to do for us because when he comes in and he speaks who we are, he speaks the message of hope. And he tells us that we are enough. And he says that we are loved. He says that we are forgiven. He says that we have power. Come on, somebody. What else? He says that we're free. Woo, that's a big one. What else? Oh, that's a good one. That's a part of my declaration, girl, that I'm chosen. Come on, somebody help me. Child of God. Yes. Anybody else? What's that? Creative, yes. Feel like we're in a classroom right now? Don't make me call you out. Just kidding. Well, see, what happens is when the Lord speaks over us, little by little, the clarity of what He says becomes our reality. And now, the negativity and all the things that happened in the past, they're still there. Let me tell you, you're going to deal with them. <laughs> you're still going to deal with them. Every once in a while, come up, oh, you're four eyes, you're a dork. All these things that I was spoken over as a kid will start to come to the surface. No. And I'll have to declare, no, I am chosen. I have power. Come on, I am enough. I am loved by God. I am creative. I'm a child of God. I am forgiven. And all of a sudden, those things start to overpower what happened in the past. And now, as a man thinks so, he is. Now you're walking in power. Now you're walking in freedom. Now you're walking as a chosen person. You know what that does to how you love others? Man, if I come into you and I'm not chosen, I'm like, well, I gotta bend for myself. But when the Lord already chose me and he put me higher than anybody else could place me, now I don't need your acceptance. I'm gonna love you where you're at. Because I'm coming at you as a child of God. I'm coming at you as more than enough. I'm coming at you as creative. You don't have to give me kudos for my creativity. I know. The Lord already spoke that over me. And my filter that I look at myself, I see myself as chosen. I see myself as one full of hope. I see myself as forgiven and creative and powerful. And therefore I walk in what I I'm disturbed, yes, but I'm not destroyed. You might have a disturbance in your story, but the Lord wants you to know you ain't destroyed. That's not the end because I chose you. It's not the end because I gave you hope. What do you speak of, Jeremiah? Uh, it's a hope and a future. It's not over. Oh, I want to look at Numbers chapter 13. We're coming to the end. Numbers chapter 13, verse 33. Just to show you how powerful your thoughts are. 12 spies go out. You know the story? Israelites, they all come together. They're going into the promised land to come back. They're like, all right, we need to send one person from every tribe. 12 people go out, spy the land, see what's going on. Come back, give us the report. Then we're going to go take the land. 12 come back. What do they say? The place is crazy. Grapes as big as your head. It took two men to carry the cluster of grapes. And the people there are huge, but check this out. In verse 33, shows you the power of your thoughts. It says this, we saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And so we look the same to them. I want to break this down really quick. How you view yourself will directly be defined and now become a part of the thoughts of how others see you in the future. They said, we saw them. They were huge. We saw the land. It was great. But they were giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And you might be in your story. you're like, man, I am no good in my own eyes. And therefore now, I'm no good in yours. If I can't walk confidently in who I am in God, now all of a sudden that becomes the defining moment for who I am in your eyes. If I walk in all weak and stumbling, I'm I'm like grasshoppers in their eyes. I'm no good to lead this church. I'm no good to lead my family. I'm not good enough to be a father to my kids. I'm not good enough. That's gonna directly affect how I walk into my life, how I walk into the world the Lord wants to use me to change. If you can't walk as a child of God with your shoulders back, then you will become like grasshoppers in your own eyes. Uh, there's a I was reading a book by Mark Batterson, and he was talking about one of his friends that, that runs the studios, and he's a recorder, and so mixing is everything, and hearing correctly is everything. So he has this routine that he does before he works on a new project. What he'll do is he'll go into a room of isolation, a room that is soundproof. And he calls the process ear cleaning. And what he needs to do is he needs to clean his ears from all the sounds he's been hearing. All the music, all the things, because he wants to come in totally clean to hear the mix that he's about to touch and be creative with. Can I challenge you with this thought? I wonder what the Lord wants to clean your ears from so that you can come into this new chapter ready to hear the mix of what he wants to create in your life. And maybe that'll be a time where you need to step away, spend your morning or your evening or whenever you spend it with God and step away and say, Lord, I need some ear cleaning. I've had some things spoken over me. I've allowed things to just kind of take over my thoughts. But can I tell you that there's power when you come before the King of Kings, and he starts to redefine who you are. He starts to clean away all the negativity, all the hopelessness, all the flaws and failure that you once walked with and carrying. And now the Lord wants to prepare you for this next chapter, for the thing that you're stepping into, for the thing that you're currently in. Some of us, we're not even stepping into the next chapter. We're just going to be able to handle what we have currently in our hands, because right now it feels like a weight, but the Lord wants to give you that strength to say, "Ah, oh, I am enough. Oh, this is nothing. I got this. I got this. I remember when we first started the gym, and I walked in, I'm like, no. You say 12 reps, I say five. Maybe. We'll see. Pull-ups, same thing. Nah, nah. Maybe one. Maybe one. But the more I came in, and, and our, our trainer's really good. He's like, you got this, you got this, you got this. You know how many times it took for him to say, you got this for me to feel? I got this, I got this. And this is what we need from the Lord. We need to come in before him and say, Lord, clean my ears and him say, you got this. I made you, you are enough. Come on, I chose you for this. Get back in there, do another rep. Come on, do some more pull-ups. You got this. And that's what the Lord wants to do over us so that we as child of God, We come in, we say, you know what? We're disturbed right now. You know what? We got a season going on. There's something going on that we have to navigate. There's things we got to walk through and we're feeling a little heavy, but the Lord has given us the strength and the power and the sound mind to be safe and secure, but walk and make decisions that count. To be safe in his arms of love, but to be able to extend love to others. To be in his peace, but then to become like him and be the peacemaker. We come in and we walk in and usher his presence everywhere we step and go. I want to pray over you today because I believe that this week is going to be full of times and opportunities for God to use you to come in as a chosen one. How many people in your sphere need you as a chosen child of God? You know how many people in your sphere need the love of the Father, not the love of human love? Because human love is so empty. Oh my word, it's so empty. It's like good deeds and little stuff that eh, might make you feel good for a minute. But let me tell you, when you work in the power of Christ, that love transforms lives. It's the kind that makes the addicted drop addiction. It's the kind that take people that are in poverty and bring them into a hope and a a, a sound mind to walk in freedom like they, they should walk. It's the kind that take those that have given up and pick up their pick up their life again. It's that love of God. And I wanna pray that over you because I believe that this week, you're gonna have those opportunities to step in. And today, I wanna define our mirror. I wanna, I wanna write things on our hearts, write things on our mirror, that when we look in the mirror at who we are, we see what Christ said. We see that we have not been given a spirit of fear. We've not been given uh, the spirit that, that is hopeless, or timid, or weak, but now we can walk in with love, with power, and with a sound mind. As Sean comes, I want to pray over this space, pray over our hearts, pray over our families, that the Lord would do some work on us. And before we, before we move into that time, I want to challenge everybody in the room. We, we have these cards as a church, and uh, there's a, a thing called the SOAP method. I want to challenge everybody in this church to dive into the SOAP method in this series. And what it is, is just scripture, um, observing, application, and prayer. And it's a simple, simple thing, but we put it down. It's a great start and a great way to read the word that helps you not only read it, but receive it. And I want to challenge everybody in this church to, in this week and this month as we do some soul work and as we do some soul sound checks and check all the levels to let the Word of God define who you are.